your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase after a Sabres win. We're 1-0, baby. We're on our way to the drought ending and Stanley Cup odds. And no, not really. But one game through, how could it go as well as it did for the Sabres with a 5-1 win over the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday night? On a night that seemed like it was setting up to be almost a funeral of sorts with just an empty, empty building to start that game for Sabres Canadians and obviously go all the way through. I didn't even see the announced attendance, but it looked like five, six, seven thousand people. Maybe the announced attendance was going to be uh, higher than that just because people didn't end up going or selling tickets. I know I had, I'm actually live in Nashville and I had someone offer me tickets to the game like 30 minutes before because they couldn't find anybody to go with them. And that's like, oh my God, like, look at this, look at all the empty seats. That's how the night began, and the night ends with an, a terrific game by the Sabres, a victory, and it was representative of the score of how good they really were on the night. We'll go through a lot of what happened in the Sabres 5-1 win over Montreal, some players that I thought really stood out, and then uh, we'll take a look ahead and also some stuff that's happened around the league in the past couple of days, including a wild Thursday night. The Sabres were not the only team that was thought to be you know, a pretty porous team uh, coming into the year that ended up winning against a contender on Thursday night. So we're going to get to all that. Um, no Jordan Hanskin today on the podcast. He's wrapping up his high school football season. So just me, be me flying solo, uh, especially here on Thursdays and Fridays throughout the beginning portion of the season. Two points, 5-1 victory. We did have an injury in this game. And that is the first order of business on the night. Casey Middlestat left the game with an upper body injury. It was announced during the game that he would not return. Um, we don't know about uh, what the exact injury is, um, but the, the hope would be obviously that he does not miss a lot of time because that center position, we know how thin it is for the Sabres, and the hope would be that he's not going to miss any time because he is going to be one of their ice time leaders down the middle, if not the ice time leader down the middle as the quote-unquote number one center for the Sabres. He had 11 shifts, nine minutes of ice time. He made a couple of plays, some good puck movement on the power play. That, to me, is the takeaway, the big takeaway from Thursday night's game. Look how smooth the power play was. It just worked to a T. Will that continue? I think that's maybe one of the pathways to this Sabres team not being one of the worst in hockey is can you hold your own five-on-five, and can you take advantage of your power play opportunities? Can you get lucky and have one of the top five, top ten power plays in the NHL in addition to some good goaltending, and maybe we could have a real season here? That's in large part what happened tonight. Three power play goals for the Sabres on six opportunities. A great shot from the wall uh, or in the uh, in the faceoff circle from Victor Olofsson in the second period. I skipped over Kyle Poso's goal that opened the game from the faceoff circle as well on his offside. Great wrist shot that got through. Oposo, the number one star in this game, and man, was that deserved. Look, I mean, holy cow, that guy. Where did that game come from? That was the best game I've seen Oposo have maybe as a Sabre. I mean, he controlled the puck, he possessed the puck, he was the guy carrying it, he showed some good foot speed, he was showing good instincts with where to go with it, using his body, he was lifting up Cody Eakin 
to, to be able to have offensive zone time uh, on a line that you would think with Eakin and Gergensen will be trapped in their own end for a lot of times this season. Full due, full credit to Kyle Oposo. Uh, I mean, you had to think that guy took a lot of the buildup to the season and, and the crowd personally because he has been a respectable player in the NHL for going on a decade now, and or over a decade now. And you know he does not want to spend the twilight of his career on a team that's going to be dead last. And he was probably pissed off by the uh, the buildup to the season and the state of the team. And, man, he looked like a guy that was pissed off on Thursday night against Montreal. So he stood out for sure. Olofsson, I mentioned, as I wrap up this power play point, Olofsson with a great shot from the wall. He's going to be their, their big weapon. I mean, I think he's probably going to lead this team in goals, in part because he's going to lead this team in power play goals. He has an elite shot. He doesn't give you a ton else, but he was pretty good 5-on-5 five five today. I'll give Olsen some credit. But what makes him special is his shot on the power play. And that is one weapon the Sabres have to be able to score goals on a consistent basis that they will continue to have. And maybe that's going to be the fuel that keeps their power play running all season. Dylan Cousins a good job on the power play moving the puck. Rasmus Dahlin just putting it right in the wheelhouse for his guys on the one-timer every time. So that was, to me, the most impressive part. Of the night. But I mean, wasn't everybody a little bit impressive? Colin Miller gets two apples in this game. He's the ice time leader uh, on the on the blue line with 20 minutes and 28 seconds. Jacob Bryson gets two assists in this game, playing 18-29. In fact, Dalene and Yoki Haru, even though that is to me going to be the Sabres' top pair, they were last on this team in even strength ice time. Uh, Dalene with 12 minutes, 36 seconds. Actually, Bryson was below Yoki Haru with 13 minutes and 41 seconds. But in part, that's because the game got away from them, and Dalene and Miller had played so much on the power play that that probably contributed to their lower ice times. But Dalene was great, controlling the puck, not rushing anything up the ice. I mean, who deserves the most credit after tonight? It's one game. It's an 82-game season, and we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves. I shouldn't be talking about playoff odds or Stanley Cup odds but or any means yet. But it's 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 enough to give you some hope. Like let's just see how far this hope train can go. Like it's gonna stop at some point. We're gonna run out of fuel. But it, it's basically that you ever watch the Seinfeld episode where where Kramer and the car salesman are trying to see how far the car can go once the 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 gas gauge is on empty. And they're just like, let's see how far it can go. Like, that's to me what this is. You know, the, the, the gas is on empty, but you might be able to get that car to go a, a lot farther than you think. And that's to me what the start of the season is so far with one game in. Um, Don Granado. I mean, that system. I mean, Jeremy White tweeted it on Twitter. Like, shouldn't we be yelling, all yelling at Ralph Kruger right now? I mean, they played free. They played loose. They weren't afraid to make mistakes. They were able to use their skill sets and use their talent. They looked fast. Now, in part, Montreal was on the second game of back-to-back. So maybe part of the reason that Granado's system would work in a game like this, where you want to use your speed and you want to use your skill, is the Canadiens maybe didn't have enough legs to be able to keep up with the Sabres for the course of three periods. But the first period, which you would think Montreal would be, you know, still have some gas in the tank, that was the period that was their worst. The Sabres were dominant. They just trounced Montreal in that first period. Every line. Every line had the puck all the time. Jeff Skinner was creating chances. Thompson, Middlestad, Cousins, everybody on the Sabres was creating chances. Cousins, uh, the, the defense core 
so good at passing the puck, getting it up to their forwards. Mark Pesic, very good at that. Very good skill set. Dalin, of course, and Yoki Hari were good at that. So I came away thoroughly impressed by the system. But again, I am wondering how much of that played into or how much of that was because Montreal uh, had a game last night. So we'll take a time out here. Uh, those are kind of my immediate takeaways from the Sabres 5-1 win over Montreal to go to 1-0 on the 2021-2022 regular season. When we come back, look at the on-ice report, kind of look at some of the utilization that Granado used for his players, and uh, also some stuff that happened around the league. Um, I got a funny hypothetical I want to toss everyone's way as well. You, you know, there's not many... But there might not be many chances to talk about, like, what if this season just stuns us and it goes great and they're in a playoff race. So given that we might not have a ton of opportunities for that, I'm going to take one here uh, in the second segment here coming up in just a second. But first... I want to take a minute to talk to you about Bet Online, the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season, as well as hockey. The Sabres are plus 25,000 to win the Stanley Cup. Bet $100 to win $25,000. Just saying, throwing it out there. Uh, new updated site, new interface, even more odds, props, and contests. You could bet on individual Sabres players to score in a given game. You could have bet on Drake Kajula. Just, or Anders Bjork to score in this game tonight if you wanted. And you would have, Kajula didn't score. So Bjork would have been the one you would have done well with. Um, and they've got more than hockey, football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at betonline.ag. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. This episode is also brought to you by RockAuto.com. Save money and money, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend thirty percent, fifty percent, even a hundred percent more on the same parts from a car, from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is three hundred and fifty-three dollars from a chain store. It's two sixteen from Rock Auto, and it's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers. For over 20 years, they've got everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. And when you go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available, write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Joe DiBiase at Sneaky Joe Sports on Twitter. Back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast, flying solo after the Sabres 5-1 opening game win over the Montreal Canadiens. They dominated up and down the ice, a team that was in the Stanley Cup Finals three months ago. No carry price, I know. And Montreal is probably a contender anyway, but you can say that sentence. So it's a good start to the season. It's a, it's a hopeful start to the season. And... You know, like the story of this game, along with how good they played, will be how empty the building was. And as you know, I mean, this really should go without saying. I don't even need to say it, but I will. If they start winning, the fans will come back. Even if they start winning with this team, like a Craig Anderson, Kyle Ocposo-led team, they the fans will come back if they start stringing some wins together to start the season. It's hard for me to see it lasting. I just don't think this team has enough talent. I like the system they're incorporating with Don Granado, but I don't think the goaltending is going to hold up over 82 games. I think the blue line might be the only thing that can hold up. I love their blue line. Its number one trait is passing the puck, and I think they'll be a good blue line above average in the NHL, but 
I don't think the goaltending is going to hold up, and I don't think the goal scoring is going to hold up. You're, they got six power play opportunities today. Think of it that way. They were the better team five-on-five five tonight, no doubt. Like They possessed the puck more than Montreal. They, out, they had more scoring chances than Montreal, and they had two even-strength goals. Even strength, it was two to one. That's how slim their margin of error is, even when they are the better team on the ice, because they just don't have that natural goal-scoring talent that I think can, especially at five-on-five, at five. if they get six power play opportunities a game, then they can score goals, but three for th- you're not going to get three man advantage goals every game. So that, that, to me, is something I don't think will hold up over the course of the season as well. But... What if they go 4-1 and one to start here? What if they win three of their first four? What if, let's go beyond that. What if they win seven of their first ten? What if they have this surprise start that we'll all be rolling our eyes. It'll be like, you know what? We did this in October. We did this a couple years ago. We were first place. We did it last year or two, year, two and three years ago where we were first place in the NHL after a month or two. So we'll, we'll have that in the back of our minds, but I think we'll show up. We'll, we'll show up to see it. We'll be curious. Enough. Like right now, you saw it tonight. There wasn't even a curiosity in this team to get more than half the building full. So if you start putting some wins together early, I think that could go a long way to starting to see that building be full again, especially on weekends uh, against marquee opponents. Um, so that's the hope. Will it happen? I, I guess there's a chance because it's hockey. And if you got a good coach, the right system, and the players are bu- buying in, and you get lucky with uh, with a strong power play and goaltending, that could that could be enough. That can be enough to overcome the actual talent that you have on the ice. But you got to get everything to go perfect if that's going to happen. Um, so the Sabres on, on the night, I would have to, uh, I want to point to a couple other individuals and how uh, Don Granado utilized them. Because really, it was, it was a lot of Jeff Skinner in this game. He was getting a lot of power play opportunity. He was getting, he led the team in ice time. Um, He led the forwards in ice time with 19 minutes and 38 seconds. He was second on the team in ice time at uh, 5-on-5. Funny enough, Vinny Hino-Stroza led the team in 5-on-5 ice time by a wide margin. Skinner, I just mentioned, was second with 13 minutes and 28 seconds. Hino-Stroza was at 16 minutes and 10 seconds of ice time. He got an assist in this game, and I came away thoroughly impressed by him. This was a guy that... A lot of uh, analytical analysts like some of them, not all of them. Um, I think really where the, the the gap was on his analysis was how much offense he would be able to provide for the Sabres this year. I, I don't see a, an, an incredible skill set there, but the one thing that is impressive to me is his foot speed. I think he fits really well on a line there with Cousins and Skitters. Cousins and Skitter can kind of be more of the creators. And that, that what do I want here? The complementary piece that you would want on a line with two offensive players like that. No longer do I want this big power forward that's going to stay in front of the net. I like the guys like Hino Stroza who are smaller in stature, but they're just going to fly up and down the ice. They're going to they're going to be the first one to lose pucks. Um, they're going to be the first ones to get in front of the net. They're going to be able to back check and cover up for uh, for Skinner or Cousins if they're taking chances in the offensive zone. I really like Tino Stroza in his first game. Um, I didn't know a lot about him from Arizona, so good first good first impression uh, that he laid upon me. Um, 
All right, how about some around-the-league stuff before we preview the the upcoming game for the Sabres? Around the league, we had the Ottawa Senators defeating the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight by a score of 3-2. That was a big surprise. Ottawa got out to a 3-0 lead in that game. Big day for them. They signed Brady Kachuk to a long-term extension. Um, so the Leafs dropped that one to a bad Senators team. And then, as I'm recording this, it's still in the third period, but the Detro- Detroit Red Wings are up 4-3 on the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's just funny that... The bottom three teams in this Atlantic division that nobody would have disputed. Everyone would have told you it's Buffalo, Ottawa, and Detroit in some order as the the worst teams in this Atlantic division. With Toronto and Tampa on the top and then Montreal getting at least some respect because they were in the finals last year. And the three bad teams all won tonight. So that was just kind of interesting. Um, you also had Nashville uh, losing to Seattle 3-2. to two. You've got Columbus. This is the other one I wanted to mention. Because it has a kind of a Sabres tie-in. I said before the season started, I thought the Sabres would not finish last. In part, because I think the Coyotes are going to finish last. The Coyotes, I think, their roster is a little more talented, in my opinion, than what the Sabres have. But, Carter Hutton is their number one goaltender. Carter Hutton, I don't think... I was yelling for the last two years, he shouldn't even be a backup for the Sabres. And the Coyotes currently have him as the starter... He allowed eight goals tonight on 26 shots. A 6-9-2 save percentage. Eight goals on 26 shots. The Blue Jackets beat the Coyotes by a score of 8-2. The Blue Jackets, by the way, not this juggernaut offense. It was the Columbus Blue Jackets that they were able to pull that off. So that's uh, kind of what happened around the league. Um, Just thought that was interesting that Carter Hutton just pooped his pants in the first game of the season. Um, Next up, by the way, for the Buffalo Sabres is Carter Hutton in the Arizona Coyotes. I'm not sure if he's going to be starting that game, but Saturday at noon at KeyBank Center. The Sabres' first four games of the season are all home games, and the next one will be Saturday at 12 o'clock. I'm in Nashville. I'm going out tonight, so i got to get going. It's a little quick recap of the Sabres' home opener tonight. Hope everyone that was in attendance had fun, and maybe you'll give them a shot uh, in the upcoming games by going one of these games. We'll see. This has been the Lockdown Sabres Podcast with Joe DiBiase, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.